Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Serving While Being Served. Woo! We're back. I just looked and I just realized that um, we haven't recorded an episode since January the 1st. You know, the Lord really has been working on me, honey. I've been transitioning. I've been growing. I've been learning. I've been living. I've been just doing. And I do apologize to my my Serving While Being Served family that I have not been being consistent. I tell you that consistency is something that you have to ask our father God to continuously bless you with. And like, I need you to send me that energy because my, my baby, things be coming and be having me sidetracked. So before we get into a good word, please, please send a prayer of consistency up that your girl is going to be consistent. Also, today is our first episode that we will be live filming. I'm currently filming. And it will be available on my YouTube. You will be able to get a Housewife Sunday Time Serving by Being Served collabo. So, woo! Hello, everybody out there in YouTube world. So, um, this is our second episode for season four. And um, we're going to just go ahead and get right into the word sore, sore. So, the topic that we will be covering is you are never alone. One more time. You are never alone. Um... I really want you to take that that topic, that word in, and I really want you to understand um, that you need to constantly be telling yourself that because we got a lot of talking to do um, about the feeling, the moment, um, identifying yourself as alone, as single, um, as an individual. Um, because you're never a single individual. You're never alone. You always have our father. God that's there to guide you. You always have him. He's always there. And the, the more that you realize that the better it will be for you to transition into the areas of your life that you need to transition into. Um, the number one reason why we're having this conversation is because I have so many women that, um, so many of you beautiful little baby dolls out there <laughs> that are, um, constantly fighting, um, with the spirits of, of alone, of loneliness, of aloneness, of by myself and fighting with that, that spirit literally has you in a chokehold because you're making so many decisions based off the fact that you think that you're alone. And that's why I say it's so important that you establish a relationship with God and that you really put some time into it because the more you put into it, the more he's going to give you comfort and peace and understanding. And the less likely you are to make these decisions off the simple fact that the flesh is lonely and that you're feeling like you're lacking something in that you, you're by yourself and you just need companionship because the issue is, is that the companionship that we're finding is not the companionship that God is sending to us. And you, and I've told you before, whenever you go in front of God, okay, that's normally the wrong decision to make. You normally are going to have some regrets that are going to be leading to that. No, God is not going to just throw you, let you go ahead of you and just be like, you know what, go ahead, baby girl, do it on your own, figure it out. No, but trust and believe you always want to go behind. You always want God to take the lead and he pull you through. You never want to go in front of him and kind of make these decisions on your own because these decisions tend to be very raggedy. I'm just going to be honest. They tend to not be the best decisions you can make. So like I say, we need to truly understand that we are never, never alone. You are never truly by yourself. You always have God. If you continue to tell yourself that on a regular basis, you will be less likely to get yourself caught up in these entanglements. I love that word. 
entanglements, entanglements um, that are causing you so much strife mentally, financially, physically that are causing you to give yourself away um, inconsistently that are causing you to block your blessings that are causing you to push your husband away because he's out there. I feel that he's out there. But if you're giving all your goodies away to everybody else because you're feeling lonely, Okay, because you're feeling less than because you need this companionship from some man. This is going to cause us problems. You have to understand that you have to wait on the Lord. That is a word there. Wait on the Lord. Waiting on the Lord is lit. The reason waiting on the Lord is lit because I notice that when I do not wait on the Lord and I go, like I told you, I go in front of him. I'm normally regretting, regretting all of these decisions that I made. And I'm lonely, like normally lonely, normally wishing um, that I could kind of turn back the hands of times and I would just wait on him. So I would tell you to wait on him. You know, there's so much growing and learning and waiting. I think that we become so impatient. I become so impatient that I don't look at it as a learning lesson as, as waiting. I feel like it's a punishment. I'm always going through this battle with God where I'm be like, why am I waiting for so long? Like what's going on? Like, what did I do? Like, come on, let's get this party started. And God is like, you're the one that's on the time of the earth. I'm not on the time of the earth, baby. I do things on my time. So I don't know why you think you about to rush me, but you're not about to rush me. Okay. And then I'm like, well, God, I kind of like want it right now because I feel like, you know, I'm going to be old and I want to do it while I'm young. And he like, uh-uh, baby. Uh-uh. There is no old in my world. Okay. There is no rushing. There is no, no limit on things. It can happen. If you read the, if there's so many biblical stories, but things kind of happen, um, not based on our, our worldly clock based on his worldly clock. We had a couple of people in, well, not a couple. We had a young lady in the Bible kind of had a baby when she was in her hundreds. And you know, that, that is, that will really give you the foundation that you just got to wait on God and that we are pushing ourselves on time limits that are not realistic and that he doesn't acknowledge. We acknowledge him here on the earth, but he does not acknowledge him. So you have to just keep yourself in a place of peace because he's a prince of peace. So you keep yourself in a place of place of peace. You pray to him. You ask him to constantly guide you. You ask him to give you understanding and you ask him to grow and you ask him to pour into you while you are in this transition. But you don't go out and start looking for people that you need to have around you because you need to feel some physical touch. You need to feel some energy. You just stay Stand still. You got to learn to start standing still. You got to learn to start just kind of waiting, you know, and you got to understand to celebrate in your waiting season, to celebrate and to learn and to grow in that season. And don't look at it as a punishment. We've had this discussion before. A lot of times we look at things as a punishment, but I also want you to understand that we've talked about this before, that the mouth is a powerful, powerful weapon. The tongue is powerful. So you, you, you will find yourself while you're in this this period of waiting, saying I'm alone, I'm by myself. You're talking to your friends, you're talking to your family. Why do I have to be alone? Why am I feeling like this? And realistically, you're putting yourself mentally in a more place of being alone. You know, instead of you saying that you should be switching your vocabulary to saying that I I need, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for a partner. I'm looking for who God, you know, is going to pair me up with, but I'm not alone. I have God. We're doing this together. I'm pushing, doing it through it with, together. Even if you don't want to say this verbally, say this internally to yourself because it's going to keep you going. I had a discussion on, um, my Instagram live. We do lives on Instagram when, you know, when I'm being consistent, I had a discussion and it was, it was one that made me quite emotional. And a lot of other women, you know, that it's a part of my family, my IG family, emotional about calling yourself a single mom. That's a no. I really want y'all to stop doing that because you're not single. Um, you are a mother. Um, you have your, you have the father, God, you have God there with you, guiding you. Um, a child is a blessing. 
Um, sometimes we do not make the best decisions and that may lead to us having a child out of wedlock or us having a, a, a spouse that may have evacuated the scene once the baby had, but that does not make you a single mother. I feel like there's so much trauma behind the single mother, um, title and so much, just like it's trauma around. I'm by myself. I'm lonely. You know, it's so much that comes with that, that you really don't want. You want to keep yourself in like this really nice, peaceful land of happiness and joy. You know, you want to constantly be speaking life and love into your life. So when you get to getting into these words, I'm a single mama, you know, normally when you're identifying yourself as a single mother, you know, you're not looking at it as you are, you know, you have a partner or you have God there with you. You're looking at it as I'm single. It's just me and I'm raising these keys, but truly you are not a single mother. You have God there with you, you know, and what, what it is, is that you don't have the partner that God is going to provide for you right now. So don't identify yourself as a single mother. You're a mother. You're a great mother. You have children. You're making it do what it do. You, you are getting up every day and you are looking at the blessing that he has given you and you are pouring life and love into it, but you are not a single mother. You are not an individual. This is not the end for you. This is not your final road. This is not like, this is not the hard stop and it ain't going to be no more like stops after this. I think you know, there's so much taboo around the whole single mother thing. And I've told you before, I am always telling y'all, you know, my best bet is that try to minimize bringing children into the world before you have some type of commitments and some marriage and some things going on. Sure, things can kind of go south and north and west and all of this other direction, you know, after you do, you know, have the children and get married. Yeah, there's divorce, but let's try to come into the game with some commitments. But if you do not, that's fine. That, that, that doesn't mean that you're less than. That doesn't mean that you made a poor decision. That doesn't mean that you have to remain single. That just would mean that right now you are you are in between your blessings. You're in between your partner and God. If you keep your faith and you keep your head up and you be the best you can be and you pour into yourself. Because the more you pour into yourself, the more likely you're going to make yourself available for the correct partner. Okay. A lot of y'all still single because single because you're focusing on the single aspect, the loneliness aspect, and you're not focusing on, I'm going to take this time to make myself better. Whenever I was single, I had always had a discussion with God and I was by myself and I always told God, you know what, if this is what it's going to be, I'm cool because I look good. I got money. I'm fly. You know, I'll be all right, baby. I can buy me some kids. I can buy me a family. You know, I've said this a multitude of times before, but really, even though I was cackling and making jokes, really, I was sitting down and really surrendering to God and letting him know that no matter how it plays out, I know I'm going to have him and I'm going to be okay. So you have to surrender. You got to let him kind of just take the reins and things, you know, if you do want to be in a relationship, a God fearing God foundation relationship. If you want to find your husband married, um, with children without them, you really have to surrender and you really kind of, kind of turn things over to God and kind of let him have the reins. And I don't think that most of you guys are doing that. You kind of want to live on the flesh and you kind of want to be like, well, I'm just going to get cute and go out and I'm going to find somebody. I'm noticing that I'm seeing a lot of things on social media where women are kind of like, I'm not dating. I'm not doing anything, but it's really not coming from a place of surrender and letting God take the reins. It's coming from a place of frustration, a, pay, a place of anger and a place of, you know, these men really ain't doing what they are supposed to be doing. But I want you to start coming from a place of surrender. I want you to tell God that, you know, I know that you have the correct partner out there for me. I know that I'm not alone. I know that I have you here with me. I know that I can talk to you. You are holding me. You are gathering me. You are pouring into me. You are making me better, but okay. All right. 
I do want to have a partner here. So I'm going to let you take control of that situation. I'm going to let you bring the partner to me that I'm supposed to have. I, I noticed I was having a talk with my one of my sisters um the other day and we were talking just about the whole being single thing and how women are so charged up now. Women are so like, I got to go out and I got to be on the scene. And I, I'm going to say this. You don't need to be on the scene. I really don't want you to be on the scene. I really don't want you to, you don't need to be outside. I think you feel like you really need to be outside, but you really don't need to be outside. Like you need to be outside, but you need to purposely be outside. Okay. That's what I need for you to do. Purposely being outside. The definition of that is that you are somewhere doing you. You are enjoying life. You're living. You are not outside with the only means to say, I hope a man pull up on me and I hope I talk to talk. He talks to me or, or you're not going to a party saying, Oh, well, how the man going to be? Is, 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 is the ends going to be there? Is they going to be? Uh, ends is my new word for the other word. I like it. Ends. <laughs> you are not going to establishments and you're not saying, you know, I'm just going there to hope I can meet a good man. Is this going to be where the men's going to be at? Are they going to be there? How they going to be looking? Let me make sure I put my best freaking dress on. Let me make sure I have all my body parts out. No, 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 no. We're purposely outside. So when we're purposely outside, we're outside looking fly. We're classy. We got on our best. Our makeup is done. We eating good. We living good. We just doing us. We are just enjoying everything that's around us. We're smelling the air. We're praying. We're leaving church. We're just doing us. We're purposely outside. Because when you're purposely outside, that means that your focus is not on trying to find a man. And that means that you are surrendered and giving it to God. And he's going to bring you who you want you to be. Now, that's not a guarantee that every time that you purposely outside, you're meet who you need to be see purposely being outside is also you enjoying life see a lot of us are not enjoying life because we are so focused on i am lonely i am a single mother i am by myself so i can't even enjoy life so every time you go out you're hoping praying wishing that you're gonna find someone but no i just want you to enjoy life baby i want you to enjoy i want you to have that faith i need you to get the mustard seed faith and have it and embrace it and understand that god has a promise for you that your story is not over that he is going to give you if it is in his means and it is in his purpose he is going to bring it to you but god made us to be one and two adam and eve male and female he didn't make us to be just out here by ourselves we're, we're we are we come in bunches we're coming twos so it can happen but you have to understand that God is going to be the only one that's going to make it happen. And you have to acknowledge that you are truly not alone and that you have him. And you have to acknowledge that you are not a single mother. You are a mother and you have God that's there. And he is your foundation. And your children are your center and your everything. And things will start flowing. I honestly feel like also too, y'all be looking for men in all the wrong places. I think I've told you this before that, you know, men are other places other than social events. Okay. Men are at five-star restaurants. Men are at the country club. Men are golfing. Men are playing tennis. Men are at the gym. Men are at so many different places, you know? So don't limit yourself to, I'm just going to meet him in my comfort zone. And that's another part of surrendering to God. You can meet him looking raggedy and taggedy, going up the Stairmaster, barely breathing in the gym. But if you have in your mind, I'm not here to meet no man or I don't look good enough for a man to even acknowledge me or I'm sweating and I'm funking. Of course, you're going to block all of the energy and God going to be like, well, shoot, you don't need to be no man. there. That's not, I mean, you know, you're not letting me do my thing. So no, you're not going to meet no man. So you have to have this open mind. You have to just kind of let things flow. It's important that you let things flow. 
It's important that you kind of don't let things flow, that you don't try to control the flow, but you let things flow in the godly way. And then you understand you can meet and, and, and connect with anybody anywhere. Okay. But the number one thing that's going to keep blocking you is if you keep having this mindset that I'm lonely, I'm all by myself, that there's nobody here with me, that I have to find some type of companionship in between time, that I need to be laid up with somebody, that I need to be talking to somebody. And that's really you not being secure in yourself. And that's another thing. The self-esteem falls into that too. You got to have some self-love for yourself. And the self-love that I'm talking about is the self-love that God made you who you are and the self-love that God valued you know, you so much as a person that he poured all these skills and this beauty, you know, and his characteristics and his personality into you. And you appreciate it, the good and the bad. That's really what it's about. I feel like a lot of times when we're chasing these relationships, when we want to have somebody around us, we're really not truly comfortable and secure with ourselves. So you need somebody around you to be selling you these fake dreams or to be gassing you up or to make you feel good or you you to feel secure. But really, you got to be secure in yourself. You got to love yourself. You got to value yourself. And a lot of times valuing yourself is not keep entangling entanglements, entangling yourself and these raggedy relationships um, with these people who really don't value you. And, you know, a lot of times you be needing to like heal um, and like you can't heal because you keep like getting into like stuff so that you can heal, but you got to like heal individually before you meet somebody. Have you ever seen two people that are like both unhealed people? And it's like such a toxic situation. Like they constantly fighting. They constantly going through things. They constantly trying to involve you in things like you're trying to be a friend. And I know, and, and I noticed this to a lot of my super extremely Christian um, friends who are just like, you know, just growing and loving in God, you know, they want to, they, they tend to have those friends that are in toxic situations and they kind of feel like, well, you know, like I can kind of help her get out of it. You know, I can pray her out of it or, you know, you could kind of just hand it over to the Lord. No, 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 no. A lot of times you're not healed. So as much as you're going to hand it over to the Lord, hand it over to the Lord is also kind of, kind of exited from the scene too, you know? Surrendering to God is kind of also understanding when you in a situation is not healthy, you know. Also, if you're a friend and you're an outsider of this, you're vocally telling this person like this really is not healthy. And, you know, I think that most people think like when a situation isn't healthy that they can never who it could be healthy later on down the road. But just right now, this is a control or delete situation. OK, you need to get out of this. You know, don't find yourself, keep getting in situations and you're ignoring the healing and you just hop in the situation in situation because you just need somebody around you to make you feel good. You just need the warmth of some skin and all of this other stuff, you know, giving your goodies and snacks away and that's all this other stuff that we don't need to be doing. Really don't, you don't need to be doing, you really got to take some time to heal. Um, and I, I can't really put a time limit on healing because you know, like I've had times where I've healed quickly and I've had times when I have not healed quickly and I have gotten into toxic relationships and I knew I shouldn't have gotten in that relationships like I should have kept it just like a little entanglement type of situation you know this is all pre-married a little entanglement situation but you know a lot of times when you're not healed it's easier for people to kind of slip through the cracks and it's easier for you to kind of get into situations because you're not healed and you're so broken. And, and, you, and this person is giving you this false feeling of, you know, of stability 
and whatever else it may be. And you're looking in the wrong directions. You're not looking in the direction of God. You're looking in the direction of this person to give you all of the things and in the areas that you're lacking. So it's important. It's really important that you take the time and you really sit there and you really, 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 really truly heal. It's important that you do that. It really is. It really is. So no matter how many times um, that you find yourself feeling a certain type of way, no matter how many times that you feel yourself feeling less than, you have to give that to God. You have to surrender. You have to hand it over. And you have to truly just let him know that you are willing to wait for him. Waiting for him is the best bet. And then, like I said before, if you are a mother and you have, you know, had whatever, however the situation may play it out, you don't find yourself with the, the father of your children. You never need to identify yourself as an individual, as a single mother. You know, if you're co-parenting or not, you are parenting with God. You have God there. He's going to always make sure that things are going to work out in your favor, that things are going to be great, that you're going to feel good. And he, and that's just what he does. See, that's just the type of God that he is. He's an awesome God. He's a wonderful God. And I don't ever want you to think that you're by yourself and that it's a loathsome thing. And what do I do? And how do I do it? I don't want you to feel that way. I want you to understand that God is great and he's there. He's going to be there for you no matter how and what you look at. He's there. So I just want you to keep the faith and stay strong and stay on the right path and continue to involve God as much as you can in everything that you're doing. And just continue to understand that, you know, it's going to be on his time and that patience is a virtue. I think the patience is a virtue thing is something I really don't, it's not my tea. I'm really not a big fan of hearing that on a regular basis because first of all, I'm working on my patience. I'm going to be honest with you. It's just not the best. I need things now. I come from the microwave generation where it's instant. It's like, let's get it started. And God is kind of like, that's not how it works. I think the number one issue that I'm having right now, oh, the number one issue that I'm having right now is, um, you know, just us, me and my husband with children. Um, you know, we are so ready to have children. And it's like, you know, we aren't going through this traumatic situation we're trying to have them we're just we're naturally trying to produce them and we really kind of just got into groove of producing them since the miscarriage but um we're kind of like uh let's get this party started and i think the reason that i'm kind of like let, let's get this party started is because i am you know older <laughs> not that older but i'm older very much older but like we're we're not gonna get into the older but i'm older and um you know my husband is a young tender and i'm just kind of like you know we have always it's always been pushed into women into our minds that after you get a certain age that it's, it's it becomes more difficult you know we don't use harder it becomes more difficult for you to have children and i think that has given me um, anxiety and it made me be like, let's get this party started. But the thing about it is, is that you have to realize that God does things on his own accord and that worldly limitations and guidelines do not apply to him. And that's what I constantly have to keep telling myself. Like you cannot sit up here and let what a medical book or what medic medical professions have said influence what God has done and his faith and his favor and his miracles and how he works. And you can't let that, you can't let that affect, um, your faith and just your believing. And I think that's, that goes for the whole single lonely. I need a spouse thing. 
There's no time limit on how God is going to work it out. There's no time limit on when he's going to be like, okay, well, you know, you need to have a spouse. Boom. There go a husband. Boom. There go a wife. It's no time limit on it. You have to understand it can happen today, tomorrow, three years, four years. But when it happens, you're going to be so happy and so grateful to God that it happens. You're going to forget all those years that you didn't have it. You're never, if you think about it, if you really look back on how God has worked in your life and how he has made things happen, okay, you never remember when things were not happening. Let's say you were waiting for a particular, particular, you were a child, you, nah, nah, let's take it to being an adult. Let's say you were waiting to get into a, a college. You apply for this college. You, you sent out the application. You did everything you need to do. Boom, you get your acceptance letter. You are not, after you get your acceptance letter, you never thought back like, dang, all them weeks, all them months that I went through it waiting. Ooh, that really took me through it. That doesn't steal your current joy of the moment. That honestly makes that moment more joyful because you're thinking about all the trials and tribulations you went through to get there. So it's going to be more joyful when you find your partner. You know, you're not going to think back to all of this time when you were by yourself or so-called by yourself or when you were working on yourself and it was just you and God you're gonna be grateful that you had that time with you and God because you grew in that time you were better in that time you established yourself in that time but you're not gonna look back and be like oh my God I was I was without I was like I didn't have nobody for four years God how dare you give me him now like oh no 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 you're not gonna look like that you're not gonna be at the wedding and be like well you know I didn't have him for four years so I just want to remind the Lord it was four long years. Like nobody is going to do that. So that's what keeps me going. That's what I want for you to keep going is that you're going to have so much joy when you make it. There. When you have any achievement, when, when God works anything out for you that you've been praying for, you're going to be so grateful that you made it, that you have it. You're going to have so much gratitude in your spirit that you're not going to even think about to the time that you didn't have it. I can't remember the time that I, I, I like the past when I was like, Without my husband, I really don't remember. <laughs> no shade, but I don't, I really don't remember. I don't remember something. I really don't remember those relationships. Like, I know I was in them. I'm sure y'all remember I was in them. Boop. But the people do. But I don't really remember them. Because it's like, I don't know. I don't, I really, before the pandemic, I really don't remember nothing but before that. I feel like it's a whole new life that I have now that I've had in these last two, almost three years. And it's a great life. But I feel like the, the life was was God driven. So that's why I'm not acknowledging any of that happened before. Like, I, sure, God was involved in it. But I know for sure that God has his hands on this. Like, I know he literally up there like, all right, go ahead and do that, girl. All right, boom, there you go. You like that surprise? I know he's literally right there, the architect truly of it all because I'm surrendering and I'm letting him have that guidance. I'm letting him take me through that. I'm not trying to control it. Even though I have moments where I am trying to control the outside the box, I am acknowledging that I am not alone. He is here with me, okay? That he is in control, that I give him all the control and that every time I give him the control and I do not go ahead of him, but I let him lead me, that he leads me into pastures, okay? And greatness and victory and peace and tranquility. So that's kind of where I'm at. I don't, I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember that stuff. I don't. And I, I literally, I think I had a discussion with my husband like uh, a couple months ago. We was talking about 
before the pandemic because we met before the pandemic and we were talking about our first trip to LA and we were like kind of trying to go over a storyline about it and we was like I don't remember like it was getting very crunchy like it wasn't it wasn't going where it was supposed to go and we weren't getting what we were supposed to get from it and I just realized you know, uh, just how much of that life is just not my life anymore. You know, we, we're, we're not those people anymore. We've grown so much. And I know so many have so much negative to say about the pandemic because there was so much death and so much loss. And it, it was not something that I want to relive over again, but so much life and so much love and so much pro productivity came from out of that. And we, and we had a hard stop and we really realized how important God was and how he was in control of everything. If you think that the government was in control of that, it was God. This is all God. He is showing us and trying to get you to understand that you have to turn your mind back around and come back to him. You have to leave from the flesh and you have to really go to the spirit and understand that he is God and that he is in control. So, you know, once you really realize that you will know that God is never going to have you feeling less than or lonely or without. He's always going to be a provider. He's always going to provide. So you're going to, you're going to have somebody. You're going to find the person you need, but you just have to work on you and you just have to work on that relationship with him. And you have to start giving yourself the title that you are not with self, but you are better and you are with God and you are going to be with the partner or you're going to be here. You're going to be there. Start speaking that life into yourself. Start speaking yourself into those situations. I don't think a lot of you speak yourself in the situations. I'm just going to be honest. I don't think y'all do because I'll be seeing how y'all be posting online. I'll be checking y'all all the time. Like, why are you saying that? Like your tongue is so powerful. The things that you say will come into fruition. Like, don't think they're not. So if you saying something crazy, don't be crazy. Don't be worried if something crazy happens. You have to speak life and love and posit positivity over your life. You have to speak God and faith over your life. You can't just keep thinking that you're going to say these negative things. Like I told you before, we have a discussion about this all the time about saying I can't afford. Like you never say I can't afford. You always say I'm in between blessings. You always say that I don't have it now, but I will have it. If it's meant to be, it shall be. But you never say I am broke. Or you never say, I'm a single mom. You're not a single mother. You are a mother. You have God. He's guiding you. You have a partner that's there that's waiting for you. He is going to come. He's on his way. He's spinning the box. But you need to start speaking some life and some love over yourself. You need to start realizing you are not alone. You are not an individual. You are an entity and God is an entity and you guys are together and you're making it do what it do. And that once you start doing that, you're going to have so much more peace and understanding in your life. You know, and I want you to have that peace. That peace is lit. That is a litest peace to know that you have God. Like I have peace in who I am as a woman. I know that if God forbid, if things don't go the way that I want them in a relationship or life, I still have God. If everything is taken from me, I still have God. I still have somebody that I could turn to that's going to be like, come on, baby, give me a hug. It's all right. You know, and you, you have other entities on this planet that can, that you can get that from your parents, your mother, your friends. But when all that, all that fails, you know. You know, you have to remember as long as you got King Jesus, <laughs> y'all know that's my favorite song. Okay. I don't need nobody else, period. And that's just kind of, you know, that's a, that's a classic. That's the song that we love, but it's really the truth. As long as you have them, you don't have anybody else and you will be just fine. You don't need to be feeling that you are less than or you're lacking in any area because you will be just fine.
You know, you are not alone. You have our father, God. You are not a single mother. You have a wonderful God that is helping you. He is pushing you when things don't seem like, and you don't know how they're going to get played out. He is playing them out for you in your favor always and forever. Okay. And I want you to instill that in your children. I want you to always let your children know that even when you're not there in the flesh that they have God, you know, that was something my mother did before we go that she pushed into me. So when I would have times like, when I would be by myself and I would be like kind of nervous, I will always, even when I didn't really understand the relationship or understand God, I do the turn to God. You know, you, you know, you know that let me pray or you know that this is not right. God is watching me. You know, you have to. And, and a lot of that is not getting taught. We're not teaching our children, you know, to have that fear of God, to know he's watching and he's seeing everything. And that's the way, that's the reason why children are making the decisions they're making. You need to put the fear, the fear of God in them a little bit as well too. let them know he's watching as well as he's there for you. And the good times, he's also watching you when you're making poor decisions. So try to limit the poor decisions that you're making. You know, it's all about understanding that there are entities that are there that, that we cannot see or touch, but they are there. And you have to find a way that explain that to yourself. Some people need to get that explained, but I'll tell you if you're an adult, the Bible will explain it to you just as, just as much as you need. But if you're explaining this to your children, you need to start introducing them to Bible stories, introducing them to, you know, church and, and visually seeing it going into the sanctuary. So they can kind of understand it a little bit more, but you know, just, just before we go, you're not alone. You have him. He's there. You will be just fine. You're great. You're doing wonderful, sweetie. And, and that's it. That's it. Woo! That was a great word. So like, I just want to say that I think my camera went off in the middle of me filming the podcast. I, I had to get up and check it and see. I'm, I'm really, I am just, I'm in my feelings about it, but I'm going to make it do what it do. But as far as our audio, our audio kept the party going. We kept the party going with the audio, but I'm just so grateful and highly favored that you are here, that you are joining me, that we are back with serving while being served. Y'all see this beautiful artwork back here? My husband did that. Woo! My husband made the beautiful artwork. It still smells a little bit of like painting here, but <laughs> he did it for me. And um, I am the host with the most. I am Nurse Monroe. I look really cute today. I have on this really, really fly green uh, shirt that was from my serving surf couture collection that eventually will come back when God says fit, he will. But um, just a little bit of maintenance that we always like to do. If you are not a part of my Instagram family, please make sure you make your way over there. It is nurse underscore Monroe. Also, we are here. I am the host with the most also for housewife Sundays. I'm the housewife and I'll be bringing it to y'all on Sundays. Also, I want you to have a wonderful Easter. I'm sending lots of love and prayers. Um, and stay in a, a, in a wonderful place. Get outside, enjoy the weather, enjoy it with your children. Um, and I look forward to us coming back for another episode next week. Um, and I just, I love you guys. I just do. I'm, I really do. I'm grateful. I'm just excited to be back and to be actually filming this all. And I will see you guys next week. And I love you. Bye.